my name is Priscilla. Thank you for tuning in to This Happened to Someone. Um, I love true crime, so I now have a podcast about it. <laughs> um, I mainly wish to cover cases that are not super well known, but um, I decided to start with the quote-unquote popular one because even even this case being popular i haven't really heard um other podcasts about it i think i've seen like a one or two videos about this case um um but i wanted to share it with you um in any case uh, thank you so much for giving me a chance giving this podcast a chance I don't really um, have any like professional goals with this uh, pod podcast. I just uh, I like to tell stories, and it's gonna be rocky at first, <laughs> but it can only get better from here, I think. So sit back and enjoy, if that's even possible. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to start the podcast with Junko uh, Firata's story. Junko um, was 16 years old when she was captured. And this is how it all began. Junko um, was a pretty typical teenager. She lived with her family, two brothers. Um, she also had a part-time job that she went to after school to kind of help out the family. Um, she was a very, very smart girl, very into her studies. Um, nothing but good things about her, I found. And that's how it tends to go, I think. Junko, aside from being um, this amazing student, she was also very, very pretty. Girls uh, felt a little jealous of her and guys wanted to date her. One of these guys was Hiroshi Miyano. Um, he was a school bully. He was a part of the new generation of the Yakuza. He was very powerful and no one really dared to stand up to him, but um, Junko said no to him, no to going on that date with him. She was not interested. And really, this all happened because of that, because Hiroshi wasn't able to take rejection like a man. Um, on November 25th of 1988, uh, Junko was going home on her bike when her bike was kicked from under her. She fell. Uh, Hiroshi happened to be there. And she thought, hey, a familiar face. Um, he offered help. But instead of taking her home, he took her to an abandoned warehouse where he proceeded to tell her he was part of the Yakuza and raper. Hiroshi hadn't acted alone. He had three accomplices with him. After he raped her at the warehouse, he took her to a hotel. 
At the hotel, he bragged to his friends over the phone about raping her. One of them suggested that he keep her captive for others to abuse her. Uh, this uh, group of friends, this gang, was known to just be bad. Um, they had gang raped the girl before, and they let her go, but, I mean, they raped her. Nobuhari Minato had been a key component to the abduction. He was the one that kicked the bike. And alongside him, two other guys in Hiroshi took Junko to Minato's parents' basement, where she was gang raped. And it became the place for this uh, quote-unquote man to hang out and abuse Junko. When she was reported missing by her parents, her kidnappers forced her to call them and lie and say that she was safe, she was fine, and she was with a friend. Junko's suffering lasted for 44 days. 44 days of a lot of abuse that I'm not going to get really into, but... I would like to throw a trigger warning here. Um, we're going to talk about um, abuse, rape, and those are not easy things to hear, so it's completely understandable if you don't want to hear them or you cannot hear them. Um, like I said, I won't go into a lot of detail, but if you wish to read um, more in depth, about what happened to Jungo, everything is online. The abuse consisted of uh, gang rape, um, barely giving her any water or food, forced to eat roaches. Um, she was forced to drink her own urine. The guys set fireworks inside of her um, career. Her nipple was uh, torn off by pliers. She was hung from the ceiling like a punching bag and used as a punching bag. Um, she was kept in a fridge for some days. Her eyelids were burnt with wax. Her genitals were burnt with cigarettes. Um, many foreign objects were forced in her Eventually, she lost the ability to control her bowels because of all the abuse. At some point, Junko just begged them to kill her, but they would rather abuse her than let her die. On the 4th of January of 1989, she was challenged to a card game with her kidnappers. She ended up winning, and they were not happy about it. She was hit with an iron barbell. Um, at this point, there was um, pus coming from her wounds. So they would use plastic bags to hit her so they wouldn't get um, they wouldn't get anything on them. Um, lighter fluid was poured on her and then she was set on fire. Junko died 
on the 22nd of January 1989 of shock. Her killers um, didn't show any sympathy to her even after she was dead. They put her body in a 55-gallon drum and filled it with concrete. And then they disposed of it in Koto, Tokyo. Her killers are Hiroshi Miyano, Joe Ogura, Shinji Minato, and Joe Kamisako. Again, I apologize for all the words and names that are butchered. Um, I did, I did research how to say this uh, uh, things that I didn't know how to say, but I know I'm saying them wrong either way. One of the guys that was raping her, an accomplice, came home and told his brother about it. His brother proceeded to tell his parents about it, and his parents called the police. The police ended up going to Minato's residency, where they asked his parents about a girl, if there was a girl in there. And the parents said, there's no girl here. You guys can come in if you want and just look around. Um, these two officers took their invitation as a sort of confirmation that there was no one inside. Had they gone in and searched, uh, Junko would have been rescued at 16 days in captivity. She might... She may have um, healed from the wounds. Maybe she will be alive today. However, because these two officers broke protocol, they were fired and Junko is not with us. Um, so her captures were caught and tried. However, since they were minors, they were tried as such. Uh, three of them got eight years each and uh, Hiroshi got 17 years which he appealed and got his sentence bumped up to 20 and there was a lot of outrage because these sentences were pretty light considering the crime at the same time though like what's uh was an appropriate sentence for a crime like that. Um, the death penalty, maybe. Um, but they clearly enjoyed the torturing part. So I don't know if we were up to me, they would have been in jail for the rest of their lives with daily shock treatments or something. Junko is only one of uh, many women who end up abused and uh, or dead uh, by men who cannot take rejection or just a no for an answer. So um, I, <laughs> this is me just imploring you that you teach your sons better. Uh, teach them to respect women and to learn that no is a perfectly acceptable answer um, please tell your daughters to be direct. Tell them that they deserve respect and nothing less than that. 
I hope your your daughters find sisterhood. They find a group. I hope you're I hope you're the kind of parent whose um, daughters are comfortable talking to because this happens so often and it's it doesn't seem to get any better with time. According to TokyoReporter.com, Shinji Minato was arrested on attempted murder on August August 20th of 2018. Um, he stabbed and beat up one of his coworkers. Uh, he later said that, and I quote, I certainly stabbed and bit him, but I did not intend to kill him, which I guess in his size is better. Not sure. He has questionable judgment. So again, I implore you, if you have a boy under your care, if you have a son, um, let him know that, you know, sometimes he's going to like somebody who's not going to like him back. Sometimes he's going to ask somebody out and they just, they just will say no. Um, teach him that that's perfectly fine and they can move on. We don't need any more abusive men who cannot take a no for an answer. We don't need more stories like Junkos to flood or our news every day. Um, but like I said, Junko is not the only one. She, she's one of many. So please, um, whoever, if there's a man listening and he has some questionable behavior towards women, just stop. And um, it's not too late to change, really. Um, and lastly, I want to say I hope Junko is resting peacefully. Um, whatever she is, I, I know that she's not in pain anymore. I hope her family has found some sort of uh, peace and healing. I know, I mean, I've never lost a daughter, but I can only imagine how hard that is. So I I hope they found some peace somewhere. And I hope Junko is um, resting easy in a better place. <laughs>